Hi guys, it's Troy. And welcome back to a very special episode of the Pipe Bombshell Podcast. A very special, special episode. Yes, mm-hmm. I said special twice. And, you know, as the second part of a very, very, very busy week, we are going very. to do our first ever review of any NWA show. And why not just start off with two really great events, Empower and NWA 73. So, wow. What? A freaking event. That's all what well, I've been asking for an all-women's pay-per-view like since Evolution and, you know, Impact, I believe it's going to have a knockouts knockdown again somewhere part in your future, I part four. Um, so we don't know when that's happening, but all we know is that it's in the works. But happily, um, NWA is here to, with Mickey James to produce this all-women's pay-per-view for NWA. And I could, you know, I was just really excited when this was announced. Of course, I'm not too familiar with a lot of the girls in NWA. So, you know, it's hard to, It's it, it was a bit hard for me to, like, get that excited for it. But, like, overall, I, it was a really great show. Um, great production team. Um, there were so much people involved in making this an event. And I'm, I'm, I'm just so proud of everyone who was a part of it. Hi, Ella. Hi, DS. We see y'all. Hi, Samira. We see Hi, Samira, y'all. even though we haven't met yet. We're Soon. Soon, hopefully. Hopefully, fingers yes. crossed. But yes, honestly, for me, it was just... I think it only really sunk in on how historical this was for me. Um, the second that I started watching this pay-per-view, though well, the first time when I and when I tried to watch it live, but I fell asleep because it was, <laughs> it was early in the morning. <laughs> I understand. We've all been there. It was early in the morning for us, but NWA is the original, like wrestling promotion anywhere in the exactly. world. So it's just very historic, and the fact that this is the first time. This is from what I from what I understood. Um, this museum, this um, arena. I'll just say arena. This, this arena in St. Louis was is really one of the home of NWA, where they used to do weekly shows on this. So the fact that it was the first show since a very long time for them to do this, it's number. It's very historic, and what a way for an all-women's pay-per-view. I was really impressed. It was really fun, and honestly, I have so many new things out there, and. The only thing missing from this is that I couldn't see it live. You could have what? I couldn't see it live. Oh, same here. It sucks. Like yes. we saw all of like a lot of our friends over yes. on the show. Uh-huh. We we'd be lying friends. if we weren't jealous. Like of course there's yeah, a little we bit of jealousy there, but we're really proud of everyone who like, was. Like when I saw show. everyone going to Empower, I was like, <laughs> Meanwhile in the Philippines, we just hit two million. COVID million COVID Michelle cases girl. It was giving deal or no deal. It was like what's in the case? What's in the case, bitch? Two million, bitch. Two million. Higher banker. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's getting a little, a little bit like overwhelming, not gonna lie here, but you know what? It is an escape over here. I'm gonna really try to enjoy all of the live wrestling just because I really have a bad feeling it's gonna close pretty soon. But you know, enough about that. Thank you, Mickey James, first and foremost. Thank, thank you, Mickey. Mickey. Um, thank you, Mickey. Thank you, Gail. Thank you, Medusa. Thank you, Jazz, for producing all this wonderful matches. And 
why don't we just go straight into it? All of these matches. And by the and wait, we've talked a little too much about Empowered, but I'm not sure if I said this in the start. We will also be reviewing NWA 73, mm-hmm. the after show. And from now on, if you guys didn't know, we will be regularly covering NWA Power. Um, so from what I understood, they don't have power uh, power shows whenever there's whenever there's a pay-per-view event, so something like Empower or 73. So expect those on our Friday reviews together with Raw, NXT, and AEW. And you have some stuff to go over there. Because like, you know, you saw me for friends, aka Miss Ella, was there for the whole last three days. So, mm-hmm. you know, I saw like a couple of like previous over there. So yes, what an experience. I'm so happy for y'all. Hopefully wrestling will come back to the Philippines first and foremost, just because I'm not gonna, I've never seen an indie show in the Philippines, like at all. Me neither. Like, you know, cause I don't know. It just pretty, it's pretty rare. I would say like in the, in like the Philippines, we would probably get like two a month or three if we're lucky. And yeah, I just want to know more of it. But why don't we just go straight into Empower? What can you say? Well, starting the night off for NWA Empower, we got, of course, a quick opening segment from the producer of the main Hardcore producer. Country. There we go. Miss Hardcore Country, Mickey James. And I feel like it's just so right that she was the one to come out here because, you know, she was the reason one of the re- one of many reasons why this was an event, you know. When before she got released in WWE, um management told her they can't have evolution too because the women don't sell. That's not true, baby. That's not true. So, you know, I'm really happy that she got this moment to just prove those people wrong. Um, to show how much women's wrestling means to so much people, as you can see in that sold-out crowd. Um, and yeah, I couldn't think of a more deserving person than Mickey James. She exactly. suffered enough in WWE, and I'm so happy for, that she got this moment. That's true. First and foremost, let WWE. I'm not being biased here whatsoever, but NW, not NWA, but Evolution was the best pay per view of the last five years. Like exactly. Like honestly, like no cap. Like maybe like the only one that I would put above it is WrestleMania 37. Just because it was a well, really great WrestleMania. Because of the women. Because of the women again. Yeah, because of the women again. The main reason. But like, it's just such a, it's so mind boggling to me. Um, I know there's like still so many things that haven't been done. And I'm pretty sure like now they got it back in top to compete with NWA and Power. And you know, as much as people would say like, oh my God, they're just doing it because Empower happened. That's what Mimi was still getting an all women figure. We win. We still win. We always win. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, hopefully like things um, still come to par all of a sudden. Like I know Queen of the Ring is set to happen um, in between the year. And I know there's a lot of like mixed reactions to it when it comes to um, the final being potentially in Saudi Arabia. But I'm 100% here for it because it will mean a lot. Of, it will mean a lot to them over there. So yeah. But yes. Uh, wow, I really did not talk about Mickey James there. But talking about Mickey James, girl had one hell of a bad run in the last pandemic era, I would say, with, of, of WWE. Like in the past, mm-hmm. you know, she was she was there doing what I assume, what, what she really just wanted to do. Because that was really like for me an objective. Even if she said it herself that she wanted, she wanted to be there to put over younger talent. So, you know, she was able to do that in the first few years. And then all of a sudden, Mickey James got her first injury in my head. If I remember correctly, her first ever injury in wrestling. And she basically lost a year. 
And with that, with her very short run on becoming a main, like, a main wrestler once again, and then being taken off TV, and then what it seemed like for her to be transitioning to a backstage, um, to a backstage role for WWE, maybe like as a trainer or even as a commentator, as we saw in the NXT Takeover. I forgot NXT Takeover during WrestleMania week, so uh-huh. it was just a, it was just a bit. Uh, so it was a bit annoying when she got released. Like she was who I was the most mad at the most. Like to be completely honest. But regardless, she is doing her thing and still doing it better than ever. And I can't wait to see what's up for Nikki James because she has still got it um wrestling wise, producing wise, and I got chills when I heard, saw her once again. And Okay, I know the obsession theme is so iconic, but hardcore uh-huh. Percy just cut his ass hard. But I heard hardcore Percy. There we I go, baby. I immediately thought of Christy Hemi. She would have been a perfect ring announcer here. True. Where was she? She wasn't available. She wasn't available, she wasn't available. We're in. <laughs> she didn't pay to ring with lot. Alexa Bliss. I don't oh. think she was there at all. So yeah. Yeah, um, it just got me back so many memories. And think, and we're going to talk about more about memories later on. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, one hell of an opening segment. I had shells all in my spine. But starting off the match, um, action-wise, uh, we do know that there was a pre-show, but for some reason, I couldn't find it anywhere at all. Me like maybe on YouTube or any other platform. It's not even on Fight. So I don't even know where it was. So I'm so sorry for the pe- for the people over there. But starting off the match, uh, starting off the main card, I would say we got an interbrand triple threat match representing M- NWA. It was Smiley Candy Ray representing AAA. It was Chick Tormenta and representing AEW. It's Diamante. So let's say Diamante is really. Amazing in AEW now. I am. I was always on the fence with her. Maybe like, maybe she's a freelancer. Maybe she's she signed. But I guess this is really like the answer that she is signed more than ever. And what I can say about this match is it was the perfect base of what was to come in this pay-per-view. One of the biggest like um things talked about the entire NWA the preparation to it was the forbidden door. Like there wasn't a lot of like access, there wasn't a lot of relationships in between wrestling companies outside of WWE because we know WWE has the forever forbidden door. Like they're not gonna do that. They did that once, like on Evolve, and they made no noise after that. <laughs> they called it a day afterwards. Bro. They called it a day. So, yeah, um, that's just and you brought out a promote someone from AEW from NWA and one from AAA, and that was just a really great sight to see. Especially when it comes to Smash, it was just very high paced. It was very, it was very fast. It was very, it was up there. To, like I felt like the purpose of this match was to build up the crowd and get the crowd hyped. And then it did exactly that with the characters such as Tyler Ray, Diamante, and even Chick Tormenta. I didn't like, I did not, I didn't expect her to be much of a big character compared to the other two, but. There she was, but I guess one of my main key points for this match, oh, the matter with it, but one of my main points, key points for this match is that, wow, I'm, I love Kylie like, generally, probably my top, one of my top five women's wrestlers like, right now, like, no cap. Chikarmenta, I want to see more of Lucha Libre Wrestling, I can't really find much about AAA or CMLL, 
um to be completely honest like anyway i don't know why so i want and you know luchadoras are kind of foreign to us like a lot of us fans so i want to see more of it <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna say something um, i just okay. remember something okay um but you know it was one hell of a match my favorite spot though was when Kylie was just going out there and like doing her thing trying to go the crowd. But I just want to say, Miss Velvet that was not the Canadian destroyer. It was a Babe. cold red. Well, you know better than this. Come on. Now. So yeah, so what do you have to say? There are many more spots out there, so I don't want to say about what do you have to say? Honestly, as you said, like this was a great match to start off the show. Um I'm not that same with you. I'm not that too familiar with who Chick Tormenta was, but she did a great job in, you know, hanging in there with two of the top girls from the top promotions in the world right now, NWA and AEW. So it's really refreshing to see a new face in the NWA ring. Now, I really want to commend all three of these girls for having such great chemistry. Like, yeah, I, I remember that when I was watching it, there were some miscues, but like they were really minimal. Like you can you can always forgive them. It don't True. matter. Like, it's the first yeah. women's all women's pay-per-view of NWA. They're probably they were probably nervous mm-hmm. at least the very least. So yeah. cut them some slack. But yeah, since they kicked off the show, I felt like they had one of the biggest responsibilities. And I feel like That's they did true. it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I was hooked. And I'm really happy Thank to see Kyle Gray back again in a ring after she announced her temporary retirement from wrestling. So I'm happy to see that things are going better now. And I'm really happy to see actually Diamante take this win. It kind of like solidifies her more as one of the top stars of yeah. AEW's women's mm-hmm. division, whether people like it or not. You know, she really is. She looked great out there. Congrats That's to her. Um, a little bit of a commercial over here. Y'all were evil on Twitter for saying, because like y'all know how a lot of people really wasn't a big fan of the Empower Arena. People were like, oh, oh yeah, it was a 2K stage. 2K20 Arena. <laughs> Admittedly so, it wasn't glamorous enough, but in their defense, what did we expect from a show that they used to do end of the way in, where wrestling wasn't even popular at that time? So yes. True. And I know like the budget wasn't like too hot, too like too large. So like I can totally understand that is why. True. true, but I feel like maybe if they wanted to like go a bit more all out, maybe they could have like done something with the stage like wall. In front of the entrance, because it all it said was NWA. So like maybe, I don't know, get some Cardolina paper or something. Because <laughs> y'all know that we can't do something with those. But yeah. Um, speaking of that, my my favorite part were the lights. It was really cool. It was giving Disney like the little. I don't know. What, it's, there were like tree branches, but like with really small lights. I really liked it actually. It was, it was the moment. Um. But yeah, for me, it was a great opening match for the show. Um, congratulations to Diamante for, you know, solidifying herself as one of the top girls of AEW, represented um, the promotion well. Um, but yeah, moving on with the night, we got the first semi-finals match of the NWA Women's World Tag Team Championships, um, where we got to see Marty Bell and Allison Kay of The Hex take on Sahara 7 and Renee Michelle of Hell on Heels. What a tag team match, bitch. I I feel like it's because we haven't seen too much tag team wrestling in WWE. So, like, the standards were not that high. 
like it's been a while since we've seen a women's tag team match like be that competitive um so like to see like two teams two female tag teams just go at it in the ring um two established teams nonetheless like who like you know they know each other from uh-huh. like early portions of their career to see how much they work together it, it was just really impressive um, I already said this during our predictions um, episode, but I really wish that Sahara Seven and Renee Michelle took the win on this one because I was just obsessed, especially Renee Michelle. She is such a character. Like she is very diva esque, and I I just saw so much like stands on Twitter like who don't even watch NWA like they were obsessed with Renee Michelle because she is just she gives everything. She gives face. She gives body. She gives wrestling most of all, of course. So it just sucks that they didn't win. But at the same time, I kind of saw it coming. But yeah, great chemistry from both teams. The tag team moves on point. I really love that finisher that um, the Hex had. It was kind of like an elevated pedigree because Marty Bell's finisher is the pedigree, right? So Mm -hmm. I like that it was elevated for like more um, emphasis. But I love like there were so much near falls. And honestly, it could have gone either like either way. I'm trying to remember what the name of that was. I know the one, the other finisher they have is called the Hexecution. Hexecution was the other one. This one, I'm the not hex- too sure. I have no idea. I forgot the name again. All I know is it just looked really cool. And yeah, it was just really more of the same. These are four women that uh, I'm super familiar with. Well, I'm super familiar with, of course, Alison Kane, Marty Bell. Uh, I'm mostly known for their time in Impact Wrestling. Sahara Seven and Renee Michelle are regulars at this point in the EW, although they don't really get the much of time. So I was just super happy to see all of them go. It got all, got, all of these matches got really good time, of course. It's an all-women's paper that's supposed to. Yeah. So I'm just, just super happy with how this match went. It was something, it was a reminder of the beauty of tag team wrestling. Exactly. So, and just knowing the prestige that it was holding, it was one hell of a pay-per-view. Well, not a pay-per-view. It was one hell of a match. Of a match. And yeah. I saw stand out here, though, with Allison Kay. She just went out there and did her thing. She was amazing. Renee Michelle did the absolute diva. So, Hara Seven absolutely surprised me with her performance here. She did. I didn't know much about her, and she just went out there. Well. But, oh, what a match. That's all I got to say. Yes. Okay. Uh, before I move on, though, I really love the spots when Allison and Marty were just stomping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was I've actually funny. forgot about that. True. It was giving a lot of diva. Oh my god, there are eyes out there. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Hopefully, that doesn't happen tomorrow for legal reasons that will be announced. Maybe. But we might announce later on. But, um, to the dogs, but up next we have the semi-final match of the NWA Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. <laughs> Tori Wilson, come get your dog, Tori babe. Wilson. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. <laughs> Let me quickly stall this for everyone while um, Jiggy's getting her dogs <laughs> contained. Um, but yeah, I agree. Tag team wrestling has not been too predominant in women in the women's side right now, especially with WWE. So I'm really happy with how like um, how NWA had this whole tournament 
um, culminate at mm -hmm. the first women's pay-per-view. It was smart. Sir, it was, just, it was giving me a classic at Evolution. Exactly. <laughs> it was giving AEW's women's tag turn. No, bitch. Nobody. <laughs> that made no noise, girl. Evilise got released like months afterwards. I just want to show. I just want to point out, Troy, since you are seeing my camera right now. This is Tommy. Tori Wilson is fun. Tommy. <gasps> Hello. I didn't, I never knew Tori Wilson had a son, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> when my, did this my, happen? My daughter Tori. My daughter. Like my, my dog Tori. So, yeah. Good. But up next, though, um, that was one hell of a cat fight over there. Our dog fighters are going to go a little bit, though. Dog fighters. We, <laughs> we got August K up against the Freed Babes. Women, I knew this had something to do with the fact that it's Freed Babes. So we got Jazzy. Yeah, all of them are second generation with Muhammad, but I'm not going to lie. I don't know some of them then. Me neither. Um, all in, we got Jazzy Yang and Miranda Gorley with Hollywood Haley J. And they went up against RSK. And I just want to share how you first and first and foremost that the very first got my slippers, so I'm just standing around and getting it. But um the very first wrestling match that I just saw live was Jimmy Yang versus Billy Gunn. So I was like, oh, this is this is his daughter now. That is so cool and so fun. I believe this was a review match. So it was just a really fun thing to see. The free babe seems like a very fun like, tag team that I'm gonna get very invested in. Like I've been watching the female like evolution X, like uh -huh. um, evolution as tag team. So this was one hell of a start for them. Like with, with, with this match, it was it was great in its own right. But my main like problem with this is that it went directly after the hex versus Helen here. Correct. And correct. The formula that they used, it was a lot of the same. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was. It was a lot of the same. The hot tag and the ganging up on like one person. It was a lot of the same. But I'm so happy that Miss Highland King got that win because. With a test shocker. Velvet, yeah, with a test shocker. <laughs> Kingdom Falls. So I want to call it. Kingdom Falls. There we go. But like, you know, Red Velvet has, opened, has really established itself for the last few years. Highland King sort of has also sort of done it, but also. She, she, I feel like she has more to prove. Correct. Like so, 100% deserve that she goes to see it over here. But I am really looking forward to the free days. Like, they might be my tag team to watch for the entire year now. Okay. Should, I'm hoping that they're in every NWA taping or something. So, yeah. Hopefully. That's all I have um, to say. For me, um, yeah, I feel like. The the reason why I didn't it's not that I didn't like the match but like maybe why it was one of the lesser memorable ones for me was because it came after the hex and um why did I forget their name already Helen Hills there we go um especially since like it's only like the second match on the card like how am I gonna be able to you know it's gonna be hard to keep the momentum up so maybe the standards for the tag team matches were set a bit high. So it's not completely their mm -hmm. fault. But either way, yeah, the only memorable part of the match for me was the ending with the Kingdom Falls finish. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy that RSK is still a thing. Big Swole is doing her own thing <laughs> with Diamante over at AEW. So yeah, I'm happy. With Julia Hart. With Julia Hart. <laughs> that was on Dark with against Nyla Rose. Y'all know the drill, babe. <laughs> Y'all know the drill. <laughs> know the drill. Yeah, but anyways, anyways, besides the point, 
um, it was a it was a fine tag match. Uh, congrats to RSK for making it to the finals. Um, but yeah, um, we'll talk more about the finals match later on. But quickly, we got a segment from the Hex afterwards, basically building themselves up for their upcoming finals match against RSK. So I feel like I want to give more of a spotlight to not to the Dominican Republic, to Marty Bell, because she was talking about how she wanted to be the first Dominican Republican woman to win, to become a champion in NWA. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy that she's able to represent her country. I can tell that she's very proud Dominic- to represent the Dominican Republic. Dominican. Dominican. In general, yeah. Because yeah. I remember, like, even in the Mayan Classic, she had that wristband mm-hmm. with the flag, and she was pointing at it all the time. And mm-hmm. even now, in NWA, she's still wearing it. So I can tell that she's a very mm-hmm. patriotic person, which is totally understandable. Because if if you're from a country who's, like, not represented in wrestling, like, I would understand that you would want to represent your country so much. Like, coming from someone in the Philippines, y'all would know. Exactly. Like, we are so patriotic, so it's totally fine. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy to see Marty Bell because, um, you know, Allison Kay's, like, used to this. She's always been in, like, huge platforms already. So this isn't anything new to her. But for Marty Bell, I'm really happy that she's getting this moment. Well, first things first, I'm genuinely surprised that this team is a baby-based team. Like, when I think of, personally, when I think of Allison Kay and Marty Bells, I usually think of them as heels. I'm Same. Like, the Hex Especially because of like Impact. The Hex also does sound a heel-ish tag team. So mm-hmm. I was genuinely surprised when I saw them as baby faces. But that was probably the best Marty Bell somewhere I've ever seen. Not that she had a lot of chance at Impact. Let's not lie. But it's true, it's true. But uh, it was just one of the best out there. And I found I found this story very interesting because for for from what I know, these two women just recently left the NWA, like as a full time NWA wrestler, or like a contracted wrestler to NWA. So you know, it was just really interesting to see their story up in this match. So yes, it was a really fun segment. But speaking of segments, we got another segment over here right first. We saw Gail Kim. And she was just out there and saying that y'all not talking isn't my thing, but I just want to thank each and every one of you that y'all are y'all are welcoming me here. And you know, I just thought it's so cool that Gail Kim um came back with her impact music. And I'm a bit disappointed yeah, yeah. with the crowd kind of how come okay, like with the other people, like Melina, let's say, or even Terrence Rell. We're not used to those theme songs for them. Like we're like oh, like that's not like we're like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh is coming out. So, but Gail Kim came out with her iconic Puppet Thunderstorm theme song. It used to be on my Spotify, but TNA took out all took out all of the music. This, I have no idea. I have no idea why. But so she didn't really get that big of a big of a pop before she came out. But you know what? It is what it is. But speaking of Karen Terrell, she went out there, and I was like, ah, flashback. <laughs> and Terrell just she'll always have a trio or a group to lead. She had genocide and Paula Blaze with her. I was like, oh, so this is the new dollhouse. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's true. It really for. is. This it is kind of is. This is yeah. what she's known for. And she was just like, Gail, there's only one for one legend here, and that's me. And I was like, 
I was getting so much flashback to TNA. Uh-huh. Speaking of TNA, you heard that. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. Dun-dun, dun-dun. Probably the biggest pop of the night. For sure. Hong sure. Kong in NWA, a thing, a moment that I think has never happened before. She just went out there, beat the shit out of Power Blades in genocide, and turned to just left. <laughs> she really just stepped out. She was like, not tonight, babe. So like, nope. Not tonight. I was so amazed. Before we get into um, what they had to say to each other, Kong and Gail, what can you say about everything up to Kong's return? What can you say? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you like for a pay-per-view, I feel like it's going to be bad if you just go match after match after match after match. So I'm happy that they had these, like, small segments in between to, like, you know, calm the pace down. Um, well, the, the pacing wasn't calmed down because Awesome Kong just came into the building, bitch. <laughs> Everyone was screaming, but, you know, like, match-wise, the, the pacing was kind of calmed down. So I really like that on um, the addition of segments. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like... I, you know, there's plenty of like legends in there, so like, why not showcase them? Like how WWE did with Evolution, and how mm-hmm. Impact did with Jillian Hall. So you know, if you have some legends in the house, you better showcase them, baby. So yeah, I was really don't happy know, to see everyone. Know. Of course, Awesome Kong especially. So I was just really surprised. So what a moment. So. Wow, but of course, Awesome Kong, for the first time, actually, for the first time that I've seen her, she got a promo, something that she barely does, because she was she had a monster heel character. So, she just went out there and said that, I love you, Gail, and I'm officially done. I was like, I wanted you to have one more match, but See. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. So I I felt so much emotion. So I saw Kong cry and hug Gil Kim. So um, I don't I don't have I just I just don't have words for it. Like wow. Like what a rivalry. Probably the best rivalry of women's wrestling, I would argue. One of the best. So wow. Well, for <laughs> me, I just hope that I hope that they're still much enough in her for one more match because I refuse for her to retire after her and her AEW run. Like that cannot be her last run. I do not accept that she was just know. released out of nowhere. I don't I don't want to talk crazy. about the nightmare factory. The nightmare factory baby. Not the factory, the nightmare something. <laughs> collective. The nightmare collective. <laughs> Wait, what were yeah, the, forgettable. Yeah, the nightmare collective. Like yeah, the one with Brandy also yeah, calling yeah. Mel. Serena what? D. Mel. <laughs> no, Serena D. Serena D. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened to Miss Mel, baby, but oh well. So I really hope that we could have some sort of send off to Gail. Um, like, I don't know. I feel like she might prefer not to have a send off match. Maybe she wanted That's this true. to be her send off match. Um, if if so, I totally respect her for that, but. One more match. You know what? You know what it is? I feel like WWE can still get her for a Rumble appearance. You're right. They can totally get her for that. That can be her send-off. You're right. I remember, you know, it's just like when my Uncle Bret Hart went back 
You know, karma, yes, I want to say karma from now on. Karma coming out in November 2012. I was so mesmerized. Yeah. Like, that was, was it 2012? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 2012. I was so mesmerized. Like, I was a really big Diva fan ever since. Uh, like, literally, uh, I I just woke up for the women's match initially, but then I realized, oh, it's the Rumble, the one that I play in the game, so I might as well just watch it. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, okay. They only did it. They only did it twice, and one of them was pretty real. It was only two years ago when Beth Phoenix did, did the exact same thing. So I was like, I doubt there's gonna be like any woman. Like, who is there? Who's gonna be there like Beth again? Then sure. <laughs> not so allowed. Like, but I get. Uh, yeah, it's not the last time we're gonna hear that. I hope. I hope. You know, people keep on forgetting the fact that she was actually an evolution. She was. Even some glow. She the glow cast were like backstage. Girl. Yeah, I can't believe people. I can't believe really like no one like noise about that or like didn't even like allude to it. Like the most they alluded to it was when Alundra was interviewing her, and she was like, "I always wanted to get with her in the ring," and then and then I was like, "Oh, that's awesome Kong." Exactly. Um, well, I want more, but. Awesome Kong, you're an amazing person. Gary, an amazing person. What a moment. So, yes, that is kind of it for that segment. But, oh, next, yeah. speaking of impact, we're not going to be finished with that one. Not yet, because right after this, we got the Impact Knockouts Championship match where we got the Impact Knockouts champion, Diana Perrazzo, the virtuosa, taking on the Hellcat. Five time women's champion, the legend. Women's champion. Women's and Divas champion. They didn't. Oh my go. god, they didn't recognize. No, they, they did. didn't. They, they did. Oh, which they, they did. Three times WWE like three Women's times champion, two times women, Divas two times champion. Divas. Oh. The fact that NWA recognizes the Divas championship more than WWE, though. It's funny to me. It's funny to me. I mean, to oh. be fair, the only actual Divas champion right now on WWE is Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, Natty, <laughs> oh, Natty, excuse me. I was like, I was like, no way. I was about to say Naomi. Oh my gosh, she uh, I am so sorry, Natty. Another time. Yeah, supposed to be. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was Diana taking on Melina quickly. Um, Melina's entrance. We got to see our friends DS and Ellen J over there. We see y'all, girl. We are I was so like, happy. I was for like you surprised. <laughs> I was like. I know these people. Like, why do I know the paparazzi? And I was exactly. like, oh. Yes, I'm not going to lie with you. I can't recognize it from the back. But then I was like, <laughs> oh, that was DS. Yeah, especially since they had, like, the masks, right? Like, That's covering true. half of their face. But I immediately recognized Ella. I was like. I did. Oh, okay. She was like, really, like, she was like side view. Mm-hmm. Right. She saw her, when I saw the eyes, I was like, That's Ella. That's 100% Ella. <laughs> uh huh. So just let it be known, um, Pipe Bombshell podcast guests Ella J and DS were on the stage of NWA. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out. And y'all can listen to the interview, or like whenever they, whenever they're here. Like Ella has been here for a WrestleMania review, so yeah, who knows? Exactly. So I guess I'll just kickstart this off by saying, this was one of the matches of the night for me. This was amazing was from start to finish everything was perfect mm-hmm. 
I have no idea how Melina is able to wrestle at this like high, like at this age, but she is just going at it. Like she has not missed a beat. She hasn't. No botches. Or at least that I remember. Literally none. So oh my god. Like and even the chemistry. How do they have chemistry when they've never worked with each other? They're from different eras of women's wrestling it's just so impressive and it doesn't only show melina's like wrestling skills it also goes to show like diana's technical wrestling in ring prowess so like i was just blown away by this match and like diana's heel work how she focused on the leg was a really big surprise to me because you know she never goes for the leg she goes for the arm so it was really interesting to see um, maybe one little pet peeve that I had is that they didn't really let Melina do any of her iconic moves, I would say. I don't remember right. the sunset split. I know she went for the last call, but Diana countered it, like, into, like, a pinfall of her own. And a power bomb. Into a power bomb. And what else? Marie I don't remember. Uh... <laughs> true, it's true. Marie <laughs> called it best. Um, but I also don't remember, like, a California dream. That's was true, there? or like that, or like that paycheck in the middle of the road, or just kind of like what Sasha does. Oh, the double knees, yeah. Like yeah, I the double knees on the ropes. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they let her do any of those, which was kind of like you know a bummer to me, especially since you know those are what she's known for. But I mean, like in all fairness, she brought out um new stuff. But I feel like one of the biggest thing, things that she did here was storytelling. Like she sold the shit out of her leg, bitch. Like Charlotte Flair, better take notes, sweetie. This is how you sell a knee, bitch. Because oh my god, she looked so in pain. I was buying it so much, even though it's obviously kayfabe. It was obviously kayfabe, but she just sold it so well. And the ending, oh my god, the armbar, arm, bar, yeah, Fujiwara armbar, and the modified version with the, with the leg. It was just perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And yeah, did anyone see Melina winning this? Honestly, I didn't. She didn't lie. She was like, y'all don't need like, to watch a movie when that's like, you, you know, the ending too. But yeah, huge props to both women. Diana, she's okay. undefe- not undefeated. She's unstoppable. So like... Virtue of... <laughs> no, Virtue wasn't too long. Okay. Um, it but yeah, I was just blown. I was just blown away by this match. Do you have anything yeah. to add? Again, like I said it last week. Yeah, last week with Jamie and Red Velvet. I was like, one of my big pet peeves with AEW is like it just goes spot after spot after spot after spot. This match had zero spots, like no big spots whatsoever. Exactly. Yet exactly. it still pulls off to be a one hell of an amazing match. One great thing that I do like to point out though is I don't know about y'all, but to be honest, but Diana Gear was giving me 2000, some 2007 Melina. So it was just, I was oh. like, like when Holly saw it, like, it was like Melina the cat versus the new Melina. Okay. It was just one hell of a match. And, you know, these were just clicked. The crowd was into it 100%. And how many variations will Diana Peraza do with the Fujiwara arm bar? Because I can't wait to see all of them. There were so many. We've already seen the two-arm Fujiwara arm bar, my personal favorite, by the way. Because, I don't know, like, personally for me, I just really love that because at that point, you are forcing your opponent to say, I quit. 
Because you can't tap out. Verbally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And with now with the leg, it's just amazing. Like, I was so amazed by it. And Jennifer Azo is just something else. One of the best technical wrestlers right now. I feel like one of the biggest reasons why a lot of um, WWE did, her let, did let her go is because she couldn't do the big spots that WWE does like every so often. But mm-hmm. this is what she does best. She has basically been Napa's champion for a, a year and a half now. Not counting that like less than a month reign of Sue Young because I don't know. Like no, I'm sorry, but like yeah. But wow, just what a match. This was the mark this is the match I was looking forward to the most. Like I was like after I saw this match, I was like, that's enough wrestling for the day. <laughs> Same here. I actually stopped watching yeah. afterwards and then I watched the rest like the day after. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was only the beginning of what was to come because from now on it is all very important matches. And up next though we got the finals of the tag tournament. We got the Hex versus RSK. And one thing I really love about them really is they they never change their belt design like at all. Like maybe that minimal one. It's very classical, it's very classic. Like it's something I would see on my school's wrestling encyclopedia textbook, if you know what that if you remember that show in the grade four, that was a thing. I'm not too. I I'm, I have. They had a rest. <laughs> they had the rest of the encyclopedia textbook, and it was 2008. Oh my god! Oh my god! I know that. the one in the library. <laughs> yes. I snatched that so many times. I snatched so for Kelly Kelly and Beth and yeah. Eve and Marie. I snatched it every day. There was a time where. I borrowed that book, and I know we're not supposed to borrow that book, but I just use my How ID. did you I borrow to, that? I Isn't it like one of the arts? <laughs> I used to yeah. borrow this ID. They're like, let me try that you can borrow it. Okay. <laughs> I can I never like, borrow those. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, let's actually try you, Rosanna. What can you say about the finals? It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing, but super quickly. Um, I don't know who this female... Um, ring announcer is but she needs some training girl because she announced like it was nothing she was like um it was like red velvet and kylan king and i was like hello hello girl the tiktok stars who were like promoting <laughs> SummerSlam did better than this like she You're was right. like and i was like it was something normal as opposed to like the male ring announcer i don't know his name mm-hmm. like the bald one he announced yeah. everything like it was the main event. So just a little pet peeve there. Just wanted to put that out there. Like, you know, ring announcers have a big role, whether you like think I of it or not. I would love to be a commentator, actually. Yeah. I'm gonna be the next Velvet yeah. Sky. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Girl, that's all she does. But anyways, anyways. Um, I'm sorry, Velvet. So, I love you though. Sorry, Velvet, but that's her take. Um, but yeah, back to RSK versus um the Hex tag team wrestling. Absolutely amazing tag team wrestling. This is what I expect women's tag team um divisions to be like. And I really hope WWE makes use of theirs like this, because like they have so much potential to be like this. So it sucks that they don't. But oh my god, from stuff from that beginning so to the cool. end. From beginning to end, everything was perfect. Like honestly, 
It, this is like the holy trinity for me. Like Diana Melina, the Hex, RSK, Camille Layla. For me, for me. Like these were like the marquee mine matches the of holy, the night. Mine, mine is the holy quadrant because I would like to quadrant. put the final the finals. Invitation. Yeah, okay. That's it was true. Um, but yeah, tag team wrestling. Oh my God. And, you know, I didn't know who was heel. I didn't know who was face. But the thing was, it didn't really matter. It didn't matter. All it was was tag team wrestling. And once again, it's been a while since we've seen some quality tag team wrestling in like you know, mainstream television. Um, besides, besides Impact, of course. So mm-hmm. this was just out, out of this world. So notable, notable moments. Well, of course, the hot tags are always there. Um, but once again, just the attitude. The Alice and Kay, the execution, the... Which is basically an assisted, um, what do you call this? Assisted AK-47. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was it, right? Yeah, it would be assisted AK-47. Tag team. That's why AK-47 and the Hells Bells combined. True, 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 true. And like, um, I know Velvet and Kylan have less experience as a tag team. So I know that they have like less tag team moves in store. Um, but nonetheless, it was amazing. I have never, I've seen Red Velvet do a moonsault. But I've never seen her do like a frog splash. Her frog splash, it, it missed. It missed, sure. But when she jumped, it was really high. I don't know it's, if it's because she's really short, but like the height she got, it was giving me Montez Ford. If y'all know how oh. high he jumps. Like she jumped really high. So when she fell flat on her face, I was actually really worried for her. But you know, she was fine. She's a yeah, legend. It, she's a legend. It took me back to WrestleMania 20 when Brock Lesnar missed the shooting <laughs> Oh, okay. I, thought you, I thought you were the the shooting star. Yeah, shooting star. Oh, yeah. I thought you. I, I thought you were the one. <laughs> yeah, the one where he landed on his head. It had nothing. It had nothing on Vicky Guerrero's. That's true. I actually thought that was gonna say <laughs> it came back with Uncle Bret Hart. No evil girl. No, 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 no natty tonight. No natty tonight. <laughs> I'm um, natty. I'm a little Same here. Um. But yeah, amazing finish. Um, I, I really knew the Hex were going to win, so well-deserved. Um, I love the respect that he had at the end. And I really hope that the women's tag title, the NWA women's tag titles are defended like also on AEW because RSK is better not be done. This better be only okay. the start. So that's True. all for me. I want to see more of NWA and AEW. I want Camille to have a match there, if it's possible. Exactly. So yes, but I know power is ongoing, so maybe it's a, a little bit less possible, but who knows, anything can happen, right? But this match, it was just, I love how this is very realistic when it comes to like the matches and all. If you notice that this was the shortest match of the night, and it made sense because they have fatigue. They supposedly have fatigue from the previous oh, 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 okay. They so didn't look makes- like they were fatigued. <laughs> they were going at it. So yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking at the match times right now. Official match time of this was six forty. Was nine forty one. Oh, I stand corrected. It's it's not the shortest match of the night. It was one of the shortest, but not the shortest. Okay, but, but it's so short. Nine minutes yeah. for a final. It's still so short. Yeah. Like you know, there was an eighteen minute. But Diana versus Melina was eighteen minutes. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But wow, what a match. And I can't really just talk about this. Like, Belga should just take a look at it and see how great this is. But 
I would say my favorite spots were definitely Alison Kay's Powerade. Like, oh my god, and Highland King. Highland King is one of my favorite Oh yeah, that face to face. Oh my gosh. When I. Hey, the should do something with them on the. At the very least, don't give them five minute squash matches. At the very least. Like, y'all can give us like a 10 minute match with someone who we definitely know is going to win. And I would still eat it up. Exactly. So, like, top of the So, yeah, that is the final. Second to the last match. What is it? Well, for our second to the last match for NWA Empower, we got the NWA Women's World Championship match, which I thought was going to main event, to be honest with you. I thought the cups were going to... Like be like in the middle of the show. I, was gonna, I thought the couple was the op- was, was gonna be the opening. <laughs> True though, because like it, it would be fun though, right? But anyways, yeah. Um, because especially since this is like the women's world title of the company, so I thought that this would be an event. But anyways, it was fine. Um, we got to see um one of our favorites on AEW, Layla Hirsch, the legit My boss. No, not the legit boss. Uh, the legit Layla Hirsch taking on the. What's her name? The Brick House. There we go. The, the Brick, Brick House. Yeah. Camille. Representing that stable she had with like Chris Masters. The one with Nick Aldis. And Nick Aldis. Um, what was it called? Strictly something. Strictly, Strictly business. business. Strictly business. There we go. Representing Strictly Business. So there we go. First of all, the size advantage between these two girls. The size difference between these two girls. Crazy. I don't know how they were able to like pull this off, but wow. You know what? I'm gonna let you start this off since I already said my sentiments about the tag match earlier. Um, what do you have to say about this women's world championship match? I had so much chills. Like even before so the match when they showed us the original Burke, the original Burke title, mm-hmm. Mildred Burke, I was like, oh, wow. It was I'm really like, small, but like you know, that shit's history. Called, that shit is probably the first ever women's championship like known to man ever like maybe or maybe mm-hmm. like in the u.s like who knows because like you um, know joshi wrestling um, has always been a thing and stuff mm-hmm. and that in a sense that was the very first wwe women's championship if you think about exactly. it so it pretty much is the roots so like mesmerized by it and like i love how nwa so sticks to it to having like a somewhat similar design with their current birth title. So, wow, this match was just something else. The size differences, it didn't seem it seem like it at all. Like the thing that I love about Layla Hirsch is that despite being like having an MMA sort of like character, she just goes out there and does moonsaults like it's nothing. It was amazing. And my personal favorite was the backstabber into the cross arm breaker. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> Girl. Very familiar. I was like, Y'all let me do Natasha more. <laughs> Y'all do Natasha more. But True. again, for Camille's spear, amazing. Although personally, I feel like she can do more. Like I, say to me, I feel like she can do more than that. We did see a little bit more of that in 73. So hopefully we can see more of that like in general. So it was one hell of a great freaking match. I got chills all the way around it. But just like the Diana and Melina match, were we surprised on who we won? No. No. <laughs> We've been new. We've been new. Um, I will say this. I feel like this was the match where the crowd was the loudest. Because I feel like every... 
every moment, like every, I don't know, the, I don't, for some reason the crowd was really invested in this, which is really nice because I was personally really invested in, uh, invested in it as well. Um, I really want to give huge props to not only Camille, but also Layla Hirsch, considering she's like a relatively newer face to a lot of us wrestling fans. Um, and like this really solidified her as like a top competitor. Like there was a part of me that kind of wanted her to win this one actually, just because of how good she was doing. Um, but yeah, I feel like my favorite moment in the match was definitely the avalanche German suplex that Layla gave to Camille because she had to like rotate, I don't know, that was 180 amazing. degrees, like from, uh, from the top turnbuckle to like deliver that. And like Camille's huge and Layla's extremely small, but she did not let that like stop her. Like she even gave her like three German suplexes afterwards. Like I was just so impressed and I'm just so proud of Layla Hirsch. And even though she did like end up losing the match to the spear, um, this was really again one of two matches of the night for me, uh, Melina and Melina and uh, Melina and Diana and Kylan, not Kylan. <laughs> I'm so confused with like all of the names, Melina and Diana and um, Camille and Layla. Those two matches were my absolute favorites. Like they were. It was giving me Becky, Becky Charlotte, and Nikki Ronda level. Like that's, like those were the, like analogies of that match in empowering evolution. So, what, a great match, and like even if Camille did end up victorious, this doesn't make, um, Layla look weak at all. Like she came in there with everything that she's got, um, and yeah, I just hope that after this. AEW rewards her with something, at least a match with Britt Baker, because I feel like those two could like just tear it down in the ring, especially since Layla's just like a natural baby face that Britt could play off of. Um, but yeah, great match. Um, just a really quick note here. Um, they really had to build a men's storyline after the match with like Nick Aldis and like the dude he was facing at NWA73. Did they really need to do that at a women's pay-per-view? I don't think so. It was unnecessary, as opposed to like other um other women's pay-per-views which had which showcased like no men, if not little men at all. So that's all I have to say for that. So I feel like I don't yeah, remember that. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I hope it didn't it didn't even happen. I was surprised to see that they built a men's storyline. It was weird. It was I weird. think anyway. the Miz outsold the Miz outsold with his evolution appearance. Oh my god, he was clapping <laughs> with Maurice. Yes, with for Oscar. For Oscar, because oh, he for, was the oh, Miz. Oscar. Maurice Nick was with challenge. Him. Yeah, Oscar was clapping for Oscar in the battle royal. I love Maurice. She's still invited Thank to SummerSlam. You're evil for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, anyway. but I was, so, I was so evil for that. But without a doubt, you know, after that, I was like, dang, that's got to be it. Then I saw, why the hell is there 40 more minutes on the watch time? Then I realized we have yet to have the Invitational Cup. So Invitational true, Cup happens. First two participants. Stan Twitter's favorite. Oh, Chelsea Green. 
well, actually, let's go for it. Let's go. What? Let's go with them one by one. Okay. First, start off Chelsea Green. Of course. Actually, you know what? Let's talk about it at the end since she's the eventual winner of it. For those who don't know, but let's start off first with entrant number two. We got Kiera Hogan, your favorite. What can you say about her performance in this match? Um, honestly, I don't really remember much about Kiera. All I remember was, oh my god, she came out to crickets. Like, this is no shade, but she came out to crickets. I thought she would have gotten a bigger reception. Sure, like, even booze would be appreciated, but she really came out to crickets. But anyways, in terms of, like, in-ring action, all I remember was that she eliminated someone. I think, was it, what's her name? She was eliminated Masha. She did Malenko, oh, Masha? right? No, it was W. She did yeah, it she with, like, w the whole, what W was doing, the surfboard, and she painted. Yeah, that was so innovative. That was of innovative. That was speaking of innovative. I forgot to mention that spot of Diamante pinning Kylie and Chi Tormenta when they were oh, going through the backslide. Oh, that was smart. That was, that was smart. But the flavor. The flavor. Anyways, back to Kiera. Um, yeah, I feel like that was the only like part that I remember the most. Um, but yeah, I guess she had to do this like to you know, it's a big like like a monumental match of hers. So, mm-hmm. Like you know, main event, one of the uh, few all women's pay per views. So. Yeah, congrats to her. Yeah. Ironically, one of my favorite parts of Kiera's um, um, part of the match was during, before the third entrance was announced, Chelsea and her did the classic diva, pin after pin after pin. Oh, that's with true. Reversal. Uh, that was a very diva thing to do. Yeah, it was it was super diva-esque. And Kiera was really one of the people who carried the match. She was there one of the longest. She was part of the final four, if I remember correctly. She just she went was, out there yeah. swinging. And yeah, that's that's all I gotta say about Kira Hogan. And let's go to enter number three, the daughter of Santino Morella, Bianca Catelli. What can you say? Okay, listen, I was really happy to see like second generation women's wrestlers here, but I'm gonna be honest, mm-hmm. Bianca Catelli was low-key like a filler in this match. Oh my god, is it only me? Like, cause like when she got in, like she did some drop kicks, Clotus lines. And then the moment genocide came in, like she just got eliminated like so quickly. Like, which really sucks because I was really looking forward to see what she could do. But same here. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I was I was just like looking forward to like what she could do. And all they let her do was like drop kicks and clotus lines. It was giving like Royal Rumble diva entry. <laughs> Jiggy showing no, is like Puppies like here, but puppy. So, this is one of the puppies. Tori Wilson, Tori Wilson gave birth again. She gave birth twice in the again? same year. That is evil. How, yeah. How did she do that? How long do dog pregnancies take? Like three months. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Anyways, we digress. We didn't uh, expect either of those pregnancies, but it results in these cute people. <laughs> oh my god, no. he's so cute. Yeah. But yeah, Bianca Catelli for me. Oh, they're all wow, Santino's daughter is in this match. It was very, it was very interesting to me. It was really fun, and I'll be completely honest with you guys. Half of these women, I didn't expect to win. I like, let us not I, lie. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is either this is eighty percent. There's an eighty percent chance this is gonna go to Chelsea Green or Tootie Lynn if they felt like doing the whole St. Louis thing. So. You know, Black Kelly just did go went out there, but you know, same goes with 
the free babes i do want to see more of these kind of women like show Same show here. me them on empower show them show them on power or something so i would like to see it so yeah she didn't do much and you know it's funny how you brought up genocide because i have some comments about the angle okay. of fight oh, tv girl. Oh my god. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but you know, before we go, go with that, we're gonna start with Thunder Kitty. Oh my god. What are you gonna say about Thunder Kitty? One of my favorites actually in this match. Really? Oh my god. Like, okay, I'll be real. She didn't really do much wrestling, like wrestling, wrestling. She was more of a character, like to be honest. Um the moment she came out, I was like, This is the woman who tapped out to Carmela. <laughs> I was like, I know this woman. You're evil. I'm sorry, You're but evil. like that's how that's how I remember her. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to see her again. Um, she didn't do too much, like as I said, like technical wrestling or like powerful moves. She was more of a character. Um, apparently, she's a hundred years old. <laughs> which I love I, it. it. It was camp. It was camp. So yeah, I'm really happy that they're bringing in these girls with like over the top personalities, just getting that ring, but. Same as same as Bianca Catelli, I did not see her winning, but it was great to see her. It was really funny. Sam, I was like when she said she was a hundred years old, I was like, is this May Young's tag team partner? Mae Young's <laughs> tag team partner, girl. The original May Young classic. <laughs> I love. No, it's just very, it's very campy. It was very fun. Thunder Kitty is the name that I've always heard. So it was really nice to finally see her in action. Actually, that goes with a lot of women. I've always heard of these women, but I just never found a proper promotion or like the proper like a proper way introduction. Just because uh, there's just so much wrestling to watch nowadays, and there's just so many things going on, basically. So yeah, that's one point. So yeah, what a performance from the kitty though. It was so camp, one of the campiest things ever. And up next, though, we got Genocide taking the monster heel role in a battle in a gauntlet battle royal something with Tyrant Terrell, by the way. And with Tyrant Terrell, oh my god, NWA, y'all gotta fix your TV angles. Well, it wasn't during Genocide's entrance, but during Lady Frost's entrance, who went after her. Y'all didn't miss so one, confused. but two eliminations. Like people, like they were even commentating it, and then y'all were like, "Let's just focus all, on Lady Frost, right?" All now. I could see was Lady Frost like doing this, like she was like putting her hands on her. Yeah, she was like, "I don't like, want to go in." And then when they panned it back to the ring, like two people were, were eliminated, I was like, "What?" All I could see was like the last part of like the second girl's elimination. I don't even remember who it was, but like she got pinned immediately. So, anyways. Yeah. They need to work on their production. Mm-hmm. That's true. Genocide is amazing, though. I love Miss Genocide. I love her whole shtick with Taryn Terrell. I 100% yeah. dig it. And, you know, I bet Genocide and Paula Blaze are going to go for their tag titles very soon. Ooh, maybe. For sure. They're tag Okay. So, yes. But up next, though, after Genocide, we got Lady Frost, who got the unfortunate edit of being there when she's not supposed to be there. Like, what I'm talking about, like, what we just said. But Lady Frost pulled it up in this match. Right? I know she you tweeted tweet some of her moments. What can you say? Uh-huh. I feel like, aside from Genocide, I feel like Lady Frost was one of the highlights of this match. Maybe even... No, I, I still would say Genocide would be the MVP. She was the one who stood out to me the most. Um, besides someone who we'll talk about later. 
But Lady Frost, I have never seen her wrestle like this. All I could remember was she came up to Raw, and I was like, oh my god, Pink's here. She's gonna sing just for <laughs> reason. No, 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 She got hit with the bombshell um, by Asuka. But anyways. The bombshell. I, <laughs> not even the chick cake. Not even the chick cake, the bombshell. I have never seen her wrestle like this. I've never known that she was so agile, so athletic, um, with the handstands, front flips, so much amazing wrestling. And most of all, that corkscrew moonsault that Casey Catanzaro could only wish of doing. I lied. Casey can Not do it. <laughs> but she lands on but she lands on her back. So that was that's a bit more scarier. But anyway. Yeah, it does. Um, it does. Um, but yeah, amazing wrestling from her. I've never seen her like this. So yeah, I hope we get to see more of her on power because she is a talent that NWA cannot afford to lose. That's all. I was just so amazed by Lady Frost. Like, dang. <laughs> like, all of her stuff. I was like, y'all got her losing to AEW in, like, five-minute matches. <laughs> five-minute matches with the entrances, so. <laughs> it's embarrassing, yeah, love. It's so embarrassing that they don't give them the amount of time that they probably should have. So, yeah, that's all, all they got to really say about Lady Frost. Up next, though, another generational talent. She trained with the Malenkos. It's Debbie Malenko. And she was one hell of a powerhouse in this match. Oh, my God. She just went out there with a very classic wrestling attire, similar to Thunder Kitties. And she just went out there like, wow. And from what I understand, this is her return match after years of no action. After years, yeah. Like, one of her first, probably her first match in the U.S. in quite a while, because I know she's based in Japan. So... What a performance by Debbie Malenko. True. Actually, I didn't even know she was, like, a legend before, like, they brought it up. So, like, that was a good thing to bring up. So, apparently, this is her return match. And I feel like she just did, like, how would I say this? Like, she did she did fine for a return match for someone who hasn't wrestled in, like, how many years? You know, you have to cut her some slack. And, like, you know, she, since she's a legend, she's a bit older than the other talent. So, you know, you can't expect her to be, like, 100% at her game, but I feel like she still was. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she did what she had to do in representing the NWA brand. So, yeah, it was great seeing her. Yeah, it was just one hell of a performance for her, and I was so surprised. Up next, though, one of my favorites in this match about Jamie Senegal representing mm-hmm. our trans sisters. I felt mm-hmm. so seen when I saw Jamie Senegal. But Wow, even with Pollo Del Mar as there, that was probably the he is probably the first drag queen that I've ever seen as a manager. Like James Mansfield, you better be taking notes and manage someone right now. True, true. Manage Lacey Evans. I would like to see it actually. I would like to see it. True. I would like to see or manage Candace Michelle. Y'all are both from Wisconsin. So Oh yeah, they're both from Wisconsin. They're actually both from Wisconsin. <laughs> so, yeah. True, anyway. I was just so amazed. Jamie Senegal is one of those people that I've seen grow in a sense. Like, I even remember before she came out as trans and all, where she would even be uh, competing with the men's division. And now, those are just, now she is just out there. And, you know, there's just really little to none 
to none like trans representation in wrestling at the top of my head the only trans wrestlers i can name are nyla rose jamie senegal and candy lee am i missing venny venny there there's four Oscar. of them <laughs> venny yeah venny slash Oscar. so we need more of that and she was definitely such a highlight with her aerial moves true can i be honest here i feel like Besides Chelsea Green and Tootie Lynn, I feel like Jamie Senegal was the best wrestler, like in ring wise, like best wrestler in this match. Like she, she ate. Like I've always known how she wrestled. Like as you said before, coming out as trans, I've seen her moves in like the in ring with the men's division, and she was still able to bring it here. Like springboard arm drags, um, acai moon salts, which was also not at a very nice angle. By the way, NWA. NWA has to fix its angles. Come on now. Y'all have no excuse. Y'all have been back in the game for like two and a half years now or exactly. something. Exactly. Like, they could have done something with that. But yeah. So athletic. So agile. The bar was set so high. So I'm really happy to see um, that NWA is showcasing a trans woman in their sport. So... Yes, love I to hope, see her. I hope to see more of that in all of professional wrestling. Up next, though, in my opinion, the show stealer of the match. We got Masha okay. Slamovich. Masha Slamovich was one of the most interesting backgrounds from Russia, trained in Japan, currently lives in the United States of America. Masha stole the show for me. I'm sorry, you guys. Like, with the second that she went out there, did the crossbody, the Kelly Kelly crossbody. The Kelly crossbody. The, the crossbody. And her um, showing her freaking power moves. I was so mesmerized. And she had one hell of a character, too. She was so charismatic. I was so drawn to her. And she is one person that I will definitely be following out there. And who knows? I want to. What if we have Masha for an interview? We can dream. Oh, girl. But who knows? True. I mean, all I can say is, once again, they're bringing out these girls with, like, over-the-top personalities, which is a great addition to the show, along with wrestling and, you know, powerhouse. Great addition to the mix. But, yeah, besides the crossbody, I really can't pinpoint another moment of, like, her in the match. So, but yeah, I hope we get to see more of her. Yes. Last person on the ring was hometown hero Tootie Lynn. What can you say, Troy? The star of this match, like in terms of like getting the huge, the most, like the loudest pop. Of course, she's a hometown hero, but like, like for someone who I'm not like familiar with, like she just went at it. Like, and the, the name Tootie Lynn sounds like a very like, I don't know, like happy baby face. You know, you know what I mean, right? Like when I heard like, Tootie Lynn, I was like, I was like, I was like a fairly like, odd parent. <laughs> No, but like, you know, like something like that, like in terms of like visuals, which she kind of mm-hmm. was, but like when she got in the ring, she went crazy. She went with Hurricane Rana's head scissors, crossbodies, clotheslines. And I was really happy to see that her family was like front row to see her. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that they were very proud. She deserved this moment. I don't even know who the hell she is, but she, I was so happy for her. So, yeah, I was happy that she made it to the final two with Chelsea. So, my gosh, I want to know more about Tootie Lynn. I actually want to get to know her more through an interview. Damn. Oh my god! I, I would yeah, like to I meet. Get, her. So I would like fun. to meet a lot of these people over here. So yes, but of course, the eventual winner we got Miss Chelsea Green. What can you say? Tootie, wait, I, I didn't see my points on Tootie. 
amazing, oh. iconic. Wow. <laughs> like with her whole there ninja character and all, I was yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Chess agreeing, Troy. Go right at it. In all honesty, mm-hmm. um she she did. She was the workhorse of this match. She went from number she one was. to number ten. Um so like I feel like she totally like ate up this match. One of the MVPs for sure. Mm-hmm. Um she just helped also help put other girls over um throughout the match. But yeah, I guess I'm I'm really happy for her that she got this moment. Um but it, I don't know, for some reason it makes me feel weird that that was the main event. Like I felt like I was expecting some another match afterwards. But you know, with the whole closing part, that sort of cemented it. But yeah. Maybe it's because I was expecting the championship matches to be like the ending like portion of the show. But yeah, I guess I'm I just I'm just really happy for Chelsea Green and like the 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 limits like the sky for her, the sky's the limit, not the limits, the sky. The sky's the limit for her, and yeah, big sky's big thing for her. Now the sky's the limit, girl. But yeah, great. She just went. She carried this match for me, in my honest opinion. Her and Kiera, despite like all of the things that they have done, which Twitter has really called them out for, like all the time. That's why I said Twitter's favorite, Kiara and Chelsea. They went out here and kind of carried this match. They were up there until the very end, especially Chelsea. And wow, the unfavorite is still one of my favorite finishers of all time. And that is the end-to-end power. But guess what, Mimi? We're not yet done with NWA. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, wait. Final thoughts on Empower. What would you say? Well, I hope that NWA, um, you know, doesn't just do this for like being progressive, which I feel like they won't. So I hope that this is like a yearly thing, you know, if they want to prove themselves as a company that values men's and women's wrestling equally, they would of course make this a yearly event, which I feel like they will. So I wanna, I look forward to like what NWA has in store in the future for its women's division because we'll be keeping a very close eye on them. That's all. Exactly. I just would like to see more of it, to be completely honest. Hopefully, we still also get the Invitational Cups as well, if we can. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a review. Kind of a weird, laggy finish for me over here. But if you okay. want to see more of the Pipe Bomb Show podcast, you can follow me at JGPBP. And if you want to see my thoughts on NWA Empower and other women's wrestling pay-per-views, you can follow me at Troy PB. Thank you so much. See you all next time because that would be very cool. Bye-bye. Bye.